In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us Himself. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, how many of you like ice cream? Maybe I should put it this way. How many of you don't like ice cream? A few of you. Weird. Um, You should repent. (laughs) Or maybe if you don't like ice cream, what you're saying is that you really like Edie's frozen desserts. For real. If you go to Publix sometime, uh, Sunday is, is a pretty busy day for that. If so, if you're, you're at the grocery store today um, uh, and, and you take a look at the ice cream aisle and you take a look at your different options, you'll notice that Edie's brand, some of their flavors, they by law cannot say ice cream on them as an explanation of what you're getting there. Which kind of freaks me out. And so we don't often get Edie's non-ice cream at my house. Because it's not like I'm a super big health nut, but, I mean, ice cream is good. Why do you need to stray from that? And yet, what you've got in Edie's is actually... A pretty tasty product. We've had it before. And it's pretty good stuff. But it does kind of lead you to wonder, okay, like, what's in this? And maybe you are really into figuring out what is in certain things. Maybe you have to be. Maybe you have a gluten intolerance or a lactose intolerance. Or maybe you have some other kind of reason that you're taking a look at the ingredients list on the food that you eat. While the rest of us are blissfully walking into probably nutritional disaster as we eat overprocessed foods and things with chemicals that who knows how to pronounce. Which leads us into a conversation about what you're going to be receiving today. If you're with us and if you um, are somebody who believes what we believe about communion and you see yourself as a brother and sister in Christ, you're, you're able to affirm the beliefs of this congregation, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what you're going to be receiving today. First of all, you're going to be receiving Kavanaugh altar bread. The people from Edie's don't make it. Because it's a very simple ingredient list. It is a, an ingredient list that involves um, uh, flour and water and some vegetable oil. oil. Um, that is it. Um, and, uh, and there's no yeast in it. And a part of the reason that there is no yeast in it is that when this meal was instituted by Christ, it was instituted, as it says in the Gospel reading, on the night of the Passover. And one of the things that you don't eat during the Passover season is stuff with yeast in it. You get a little bit of a dispensation of grace for the wine which does have yeast in it. It's how it becomes wine and not grape juice. But there's no no yeast there. And 
you know, that oil and that water and that yeast is, well, just awfully tasty. Right? Yeah. I remember the first time I took communion. I, I don't think I had had a communion wafer before that. I was surprised. But it tastes like it's supposed to. It tastes like unleavened bread. That's what you're getting. Just those simple ingredients. The other thing that you're getting when you come up here is the top of the line. Manischewitz Concord Grape Wine. Only once have I made the mistake of buying the blackberry variety. And it did not get served for communion here. We, we took it back right away. The Concord grape kind. Which is kosher for Passover. Which if you're here for Maundy Thursday, join us for the Seder meal and you'll get to drink a lot of it. As we walk through what the original Passover maybe looked like. And the reason that it's kosher for Passover is that, again, the people of Edes have not touched Manischewitz. It's a very simple ingredient list that is actually managed by a Jewish rabbi. They have to have a Jewish rabbi on site in order to make sure that everything is going according to plan so that it is kosher for Passover. But, there's an additive in our wine and in our bread that is something that, well, normally you'd probably be pretty grossed out to find in your food. There is human body there. Now, the FDA allows a certain amount (laughs) of human body, hair, skin cells, things like that, in food in order to make its way through the process. The one thing that the FDA does not allow to be in food in order for it to go through the processing System is human blood. We have that too. And having those four things bread, wine, body, blood is what it means for us to take communion. But even that is not all that you're receiving. What we're doing in this sermon series is we're walking through this document called Luther's Small Catechism. Luther's Small Catechism is this book that is all about the basics of the Christian faith. And taking communion is one of those basics. 
And the reason that Martin Luther, the guy who wrote it, the reason that he wrote this small catechism is that what he wanted to do was he wanted to echo down into several different generations of people what it meant to believe the things that we do. And so when we take communion, yes, we receive four things. We receive bread and wine and body and blood. But the meaning of all of that and the overarching thing that we receive as Luther tells it in that small catechism is that we receive the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. And the way that he explains that is that where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. That what is happening when your sins are forgiven is that automatically out of the void, out of the vacuum that is created by your sins being forgiven, there springs up life and salvation. That what God does when we take this meal is that he treats our body like celery. Some of you may know what I'm talking about here. For the rest of you that don't know what I'm talking about, celery officially has a negative food value. What that means is that celery actually does not give your body nutrients. It takes nutrients out of your system. With the fiber and all of that, you get the idea. But that's what's happening in this meal. That what you're getting in this meal is divine celery. That what God is doing when He gives you this bread and this wine and He's giving you this body and this blood, that He is giving you life and salvation by way of negating your sins and replacing those sins literally with Himself. It's been kind of neat to be a part of this last class of confirmands. And one of the things that has been a particular joy as each one of them has gotten confirmed and as uh, Jacqueline has yet to get confirmed in, in middle of March here, and for everybody else that has come to a point where they weren't receiving communion, and now they are. It's a special time for me because I get to stop trying to give them communion (laughs) before they've been confirmed. Every one of them, I think, I've tried at one point in time, and I've been there with the cup, and I've said, take and drink, never mind. And then I give them a blessing. 
And that blessing has to do with their baptism. That blessing is something that they can hold on to. But when they first start taking communion, it's this amazing time for me because I get to see that growth begin to happen in a new way. It's been there before, but I get to see it in a new way. And today is Jada confesses her faith. And a part of that confession of faith is confessing what we believe about communion, but it's also confessing what we believe about a whole host of other things. But mostly what she's confessing is that she knows that what God is doing in her life is that he's giving her life and salvation by the forgiveness of her sins. And that's what we're receiving through Kavanaugh altar bread, through Manischewitz kosher wine, that what we're receiving is life and salvation. May you, this week, if you are able to, in good conscience, celebrate communion with us, may you recognize that forgiveness of sins. And may you see that life and salvation grow over the course of this week. Amen. Amen. Please.